It always feels to me like a great privilege to be able to preach on Good Friday uh, because of all the days of the year, Good Friday is my favourite liturgy. Though I love to be with my family at Christmas and along with St. Paul, I believe that if Christ hadn't risen from the dead, our faith would be in vain. And yet nonetheless, I prefer to linger here on Good Friday, and a great many of us do. That it's not for nothing that down the centuries our churches are fuller on Good Friday than they'll be at the Easter Vigil, and that the devotion of the people down the ages has focused on the suffering of the Lord. That part of the reason why so many of us are here today and why so many Christians down the centuries have paused to look at Jesus hanging on the cross is that for each of us, when we see Jesus on the cross, we can say, I too know what it is to suffer. That whether it's in bereavement, or illness, or loneliness, or hard work, that we each know what it is to suffer. And so we're each moved by the sight of Christ on the cross because we know ourselves what it is to feel pain. But although I'm always moved by the sight of Christ on the cross, and seeing his suffering, I am nonetheless always left with that question, why? What it is that would lead him to the cross? That it is, as scripture says, scandal to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles. Now part of the answer to why, we heard in our first reading, from Isaiah, which clearly tells us that Christ came and died to atone for our sins. He was pierced through for our faults, crushed for our sins. The Lord burdened him with the sins of all of us. And it is a central part of our faith that the cross is about atonement. And that don't we all have moments in our lives when we're personally aware of our own guilt, aware of our need for something to take away that guilt, to satisfy that guilt? And that justice is a major part of what's at work on the cross. But justice isn't everything that the cross is about. That if the cross was just about justice, well, the Lord could have satisfied justice in many other ways that would have been much easier to himself. That he, as fully God, as well as fully man, as fully God, all of his actions had infinite merit. And he could have done lots of much smaller things that would have been infinite in their value for us in satisfying justice. 
as St. Thomas Aquinas puts it in his classic hymn. One drop of his blood would have been more than enough to ransom the entire guilt of the world. And on the cross there was much more than one drop of blood. So justice is part of what the cross is about, but justice isn't everything that the cross is about. So the meaning of the cross, the meaning that I want to draw your attention to today, is of the cross as a sign of love and an act of love. That the reason he so wildly exceeded what justice needed was so that any one of us, when we look at Christ on the cross, should have no doubt that he loves us. I sometimes think that I'd be quite happy to rise from the dead for someone, even someone I didn't much like. That if I had the power to rise from the dead, well, it wouldn't be any inconvenience to me. But I know I'd be much slower, I am much slower to suffer for other people. And that I'd be slower still to die for someone. And yet, as St. Paul puts it, What proves that God loves us is that he died for us and did so well we are still sinners. Now there are seven things that the Lord Jesus said as he hung on the cross. We hear different ones in the different Gospels. But I'd like to draw your attention today to two words that the Lord said as he hung on the cross. Two words we heard today in that account from St. John. Words that are addressed to each one of us. The words, I thirst. Because the real thirst of the Lord wasn't physical, though they did give him vinegar. His real thirst is for our love. His real thirst is that we should love him back in return for the love he's poured out for us on the cross. That he died on the cross for us because he knew that there would be no greater way to get a response from us. that we all know even at a human level, that, that we relate to people differently when they've been through the same sufferings that we've been through. And when we look at Jesus on the cross, we see one who has been through everything and more that we've been through. That those of us who are bereaved know that Christ too is bereaved and wept at the death of his friend Lazarus. Those of us who are insulted or ridiculed know that Christ too was mocked by the crowds and by the soldiers. Those of us who are lonely or distressed know that our Lord allowed himself to feel that with 
such overwhelming power that it caused him in the agony in the garden to, to sweat blood. And we could say the same about those who are beaten or forgotten or ignored. And of course, the many of us who know physical pain know that the Lord was certainly no stranger to that on the cross. As we heard in that prophecy from Isaiah, he was truly a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, that he did bear our sufferings and carry our sorrows. And so as we heard also from the letter to the Hebrews, We have a high priest who is, indeed, capable of feeling our weakness with us. So that each of us knows that in our experience of pain and agony and suffering, the Lord, the Lord is with me. Let me make one final point to you today. That this love of the Lord for us, this love of us for us shown on the cross, that this wasn't just a love for some kind of general humanity, some abstract concept of human beings, but it was a love for each and every one of us as individuals. As he sweated in agony in the garden, as he hung on the cross, he chose to die for you personally. It's a dogma of our faith that he had, by virtue of what's called the hypostatic union, he had all through his life the beatific vision, access to that sight that he had by his divine nature to see what we cannot normally see. And as he hung there on the cross, he, he saw you and he chose you and he loved you and he accepted that suffering for you. So as St. Paul says in his letter to the Galatians, he loved me and gave himself for me. And each of us can say that of himself as truly as if I was the only one in the world to die for. He died for me. So as we stop today to venerate the cross, let's pause to satisfy his thirst for us, his thirst for our love. Let's recall that the cross showed his love for us. Let's recall that there was no one else in all of the history of the world who has experienced such a depth of pain and sorrow as the prophecy of the book of Lamentations calls out to us. All you who pass this way, stop and see if there is any sorrow like unto my sorrow. 
And we know that Christ would be well qualified to add, is there any love like unto my love? 